0: the podcast. This is Virginia Law for law enforcement officers. We're talking about law. We're talking about searches, seizures, constitutional law, statutory changes, new cases from the courts of appeals, from the U.S. Supreme Court, anything you need to know as a law enforcement officer in Virginia to do your job right, to uh, better serve your community, to strengthen your community, and get better at what you do. And that's what makes me want to do this podcast for you guys, is that you know every time I've gone out to teach law enforcement, talk to people always the question always comes back to how do I get better? How do I learn more? How do I uh, improve uh, and uh, and 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 get to know the Constitution as well as I can to do my job as best as I can do it? And that's what we're here for. So hopefully we're doing that. Hopefully we're offering that to you. I'm really uh, inspired by you guys listening. It's always great to see you guys listen. It's always great to see you guys listen to the podcast. We've got, I think, over 500 listeners around Virginia. It's pretty cool for something that doesn't get advertised and Doesn't get any money and, um, you know, just sort of word of mouth. So thanks to you guys who've been listening and who've been spreading the word. We've been talking in the last few episodes about this special session in the General Assembly, which has this mandate to deal with the coronavirus, but also to deal with uh, police reform, criminal justice reform, and so on. And there's just been a flurry of bills, a flurry of activity. Just last week, the House voted to defeat the qualified immunity bill, and then a couple of days later, again, did a re-vote, which they've done a couple of times on this bill, and it came back, and this time when they voted again, it, it, it passed. So it went to the Senate, and the Senate Judiciary Committee uh passed it by and basically killed it for this session saying we need to study this and actually look at the consequences and i'm going to try to do a, an episode about that uh in the next couple of episodes something to talk about what is it that they're looking at because i don't think anybody realistically expects this is not going to come back i mean this is something we're going to see again in the next session there's gonna be a big push and the question is when they're studying it what are they studying what are they looking for what are they trying to understand so we'll try to come back and cover that in a future episode But I thought what I would do today is to talk about something that you can expect to see, I think, coming out of this session, and that is a limitation on the ability of law enforcement to stop vehicles and conduct uh, traffic stops based upon certain code sections, but also to conduct searches and stops based on the odor of marijuana. So I gave a, a podcast a bunch of episodes ago about marijuana laws, about how the changes to marijuana laws, making it a civil offense, uh, changed in some senses, but also didn't change in other senses, the authority of law enforcement to conduct stops and seizures based upon their upon probable cause that a person possesses marijuana. But this special session has bills pending in both the House and the Senate, which have passed both the House and the Senate which significantly restrict the authority of law enforcement to conduct stops based upon the odor of marijuana, but also uh, searches and seizures based upon the odor of marijuana. And so, also, in addition to that, they limit the ability of law enforcement to conduct stops based upon a, a whole series of types of traffic violations, everything from, you know, broken taillights to exhaust to window tint to... Um, obstructed view, that kind of stuff. So I'm going to talk about those two different bills, talk about the parts that are similar, because, you know, if if both the House and the Senate have portions that say the same thing, I think it's a pretty good bet that it'll probably pass unless they both stick to their guns and say, well, if you don't pass what I want, then I'm not gonna pass what you want. And the whole thing falls apart. You know, that, that could also happen. So we'll see. Um, but you know, even if that does happen, we should expect to see it. And then in the next general assembly session, that starts in January. So one way or the other, I think we'll probably see this coming. And so it's worth us talking about what it is, what it says and what the implications are. So I'm going to compare the house and Senate versions. Um, They both talk about ending law enforcement authority to make stops, to make seizures and to make searches based upon the odor of marijuana. So I'm definitely going to talk about that too. So for the first half, I'll talk about the traffic violations, and then for the second half, we'll shift over and we'll kind of finish and talk about the marijuana violations. So what do these two bills do? Uh, The House and the Senate versions are very similar, but they're different also in some important respects. What the House basically does is it has, it inserts language into a whole series of code sections, including the marijuana code section, but also um, sections on uh, you know, exhaust noise and moped and motorcycle noise and um, stops for jaywalking and all kinds of different things like that. And the house says, for all these different code sections, it has this language: No citation for a violation of this section, whatever we're talking about, shall be issued shall be issued unless the officer issuing such citation has cause to stop or arrest the driver of the motor vehicle in question for the violation of some other provision of the code or local ordinance relating to the owner ownership operation or maintenance of a motor vehicle or any criminal statute okay so that's it, it, the first sentence so what they're saying is for example for uh, somebody who has um, uh, a, a, who has a broken taillight you can't give a citation for bri- violation of the broken taillight code section unless you had cause to stop or arrest the driver of that vehicle for violation of some other provision of the code or some other local ordinance that relates to the operation, ownership, or maintenance of a motor vehicle or any criminal statute. So if you're stopping somebody for speeding, can you write a taillight ticket? Yeah, but if you just see a vehicle and it has no operational taillights, it's just totally dark, uh, could you stop them for that? And the answer to that is no under the House version. The Senate, Theirs is written a little differently, with, uh, but but I'll get to that in a second. The second part of the House uh, language says, "No evidence discovered or obtained pursuant to a violation of this subsection shall be admissible in any trial, hearing, or other proceeding." So, in other words, uh, what they're saying is, if you get a, if you uh, get evidence by virtue of stopping somebody for violating one of these code sections, like you know, stopping somebody for, for not having a taillight operational, that the evidence from that uh, unlawful stop, because you can't, you don't have the authority to stop somebody unless you have reason to stop them for something else, uh, the evidence for that is not admissible in any sort of proceeding. And now this would be different than the Fourth Amendment. We'll talk about this in a second. Um, because it's not just... The Fourth Amendment is a trial right. The motion to suppress is a trial right. This would suppress it in anything, probation, violation, um, any kind of hearing, juvenile detention hearing, whatever. It's just completely inadmissible. Now, in the Senate, in their version, what they write is, no citation for a violation of any one of these sections we're talking about shall be issued unless the officer issuing some uh, such such citation has cause to stop or arrest the driver of, uh, the, uh, of such motor vehicle for violation of some other provision of this code, or local ordinance relating to the ownership, operation, or maintenance of a motor vehicle, or any criminal statute, and in general, that's more or less all that they say. Although you'll see in a second when they get to marijuana uh, that it's um, that it's a little bit different. So, what are they talking about when they say? But basically, what they're saying is we don't want law enforcement to be able to stop vehicles or issue citations, or the, and therefore, obviously, discover evidence um if the person is violating a whole series of different offenses and these offenses are basically the kinds of offenses that they've identified as common pretextual stops that law enforcement uses to get to other crimes, right? And, you know, you see this in court of appeals opinions all the time, that, you know, when law enforcement finds guns or they find heroin or they find somebody who's dealing drugs or whatever, they find all kinds of different evidence, they have DUI, they stop somebody learning it's a DUI, they learn that the person is intoxicated or carrying a gun or dealing drugs or whatever because they stopped the vehicle initially, for things like a broken taillight or a defective exhaust or um, uh, you know that kind of thing. So, let as we go through this, that's the goal here is to reduce the reasons why law enforcement can stop a vehicle. And the House list is much longer than the Senate's list. The House goes through and identifies um, about a dozen different offenses, and then also marijuana, whereas the Senate does about half a dozen offenses, and then also uh, marijuana. So let's talk about what those offenses are and what they identify. The House, they believe that law enforcement shouldn't be able to stop anybody for violating uh, excessive noise from a motorcycle, moped, motorized skateboard, or scooter. So if there's excessive noise, uh, law enforcement's not to issue a uh, a violation for that section unless you have cause to stop or arrest the driver for something else. And again, no evidence discovered pursuant to that is admissible in a trial or other proceeding. Uh, again, we're going to skip marijuana. We're going to get back to that in a second. Um, they also have on the list um, stops for people who have uh, learner's permit violations. So somebody who's driving under 18, you can't. You, it's already a secondary offense, but now they add a line that says no evidence discovered or obtained pursuant to a violation of this subsection shall be admissible in a trial or or other proceeding. The same thing is true for somebody who's got a um, a cell phone and they're operating under a learner's permit. Obviously, that's going to change when the new cell phone regulations kick in in January. So this is really only temporary. Um, But they do state that if it's a learner's permit violation and somebody's operating a cell phone, uh, that's not a primary offense. You have to have some other reason to stop a vehicle. Um, Expired registration stickers are no longer a primary offense. And this is written in an interesting way. It says, no law enforcement officer shall stop a motor vehicle due to an expired registration sticker prior to the first day of the fourth month after the expiration date. And then it says, no evidence discovered or obtained pursuant to a violation of the subsection shall be admissible in any trial, hearing, or other proceeding. Now, the way it's written, it's almost written like even if you did make a stop after the fourth month, it still wouldn't be admissible. I'm not sure if that's what they mean. I also don't really know how you figure out if you're behind a vehicle, that its its inspection is more than four months old i think you'd have to be able to get close enough to read the front windshield but whatever so good luck with that um smoking in a vehicle with a minor present also becomes a secondary it was always been a secondary offense but it gets this extra line uh, that says that evidence is not admissible in court unless there's another reason for the stop um you cannot give a pedestrian a ticket For jaywalking, unless you have some other reason to stop or arrest the pedestrian, Uh, and again, it's a bar to admission of evidence if you do, Um, and also not just for pedestrians crossing the street where they're not supposed to, but pedestrians stepping onto a highway where your presence is obscured from other drivers. Um, Defective equipment is entirely, so defective equipment would be completely a secondary offense. You may no longer stop a vehicle for defective equipment at all under the house's version. Um, And and among those also is taillight violations. Specifically, a taillight violation uh, specifically is not permitted to be a primary offense. It becomes a secondary offense. Brake light violations also become a secondary offense under the house version, uh, as does the supplemental high mount stop light in vehicles that is also a secondary offense now you cannot stop a vehicle for that um the number of lights um is already a secondary offense you know not having a certain like you know defective fog lights or whatever um, defective number of lights um is not is not is already a secondary offense but um but now again that uh, exclusion is put in that you can't admit any evidence in court for violation. Uh, exhaust system violations are rewritten now, so now it's no longer excessive noise. Um, it now it states that the exhaust type on a vehicle has to be either standard factory equipment or comparable to standard factory equipment or something else that's been submitted and approved by the superintendent of state police, or meets or exceeds the standards and specifications of the Society of Automotive Engineers, the American National Standards Institute, and the Federal Department of Transportation, which all sounds great, except again, it now becomes a secondary offense. So you cannot stop a vehicle for uh, simply a, a violation of exhaust, and besides which you'd have to figure out if it's approved by the um, by the superintendent of state police or uh, approved by the American National Standards Institute or the federal DOT. But the whole excessive noise for exhaust, they just get rid of that completely. That's no longer part of the code section. Um, the house also um, changed the window tint code section to be a secondary offense and the obstructed view, a suspension of objects. So as to obstruct the uh, driver's view, that is also written into a secondary offense so anything that obstructs the driver's view uh, that becomes a secondary offense and not a reason to stop the vehicle now immediately when you hear something like that you might be thinking well okay so let me get this straight if the person's got their sun shield up when they're driving that means i can't stop them that's you know like the person can't see at all they can't see out of their vehicle That seems really dangerous. Why wouldn't I also be able to stop that vehicle? And recall here that reckless driving is still unlawful. And so if the person's driving in a manner that's not just an obstructed view, but is actually reckless, uh, then again, you might have the cause to stop the vehicle. Defective equipment isn't a reason to stop a vehicle. But if the equipment on the vehicle is so substandard as to make the operation of the vehicle dangerous, uh, so that it might endanger other people or demonstrate a... um, uh, a, a lack of under a lack of concern for the safety of others. Again, you might have def- reckless driving and an independent reason to stop a vehicle, but if you're just stopping it for a violation of the dang- of the obstructive view, or uh, then you, then that's not a sufficient stop. Um, in addition to that, uh, the uh, safety belt violation has always been a secondary offense, but here again they add this line that says it's not admissible. Um, and, uh, the inspection sticker, again, I mentioned that I think already, um, they also in the house add in that a local loc- locality cannot enact their own traffic ordinance that overrides any of these pre- previous provisions. So in other words, if, the, if they're lo- if you, if the locality says, well, I still want my officers to be able to stop people for not having their seatbelt. So we're going to act our own in- local ordinance that's going to require people to have seatbelts, this code section says you can't do that. If we've said you can't stop a vehicle for uh, driving without a seatbelt, then then you also cannot enact that. Um, and in addition to that, they do not want people to stop uh, anyone under local ordinance for any kind of defective equipment. So it has to be uh, stops for a violation of either a jailable offense uh, or violation of a something related to the ownership or maintenance of a motor vehicle. Um, and again no evidence uh, discovered in violation of these code sections will be admissible so pretty restrictive section session from the house uh, about this particular topic the senate's version is a little more restrictive is a little more limited the 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 senate version say states basically again no citation for a violation of one of these ordinances shall be issued unless the officer issuing such citation has caused to stop or arrest the driver of such motor vehicle for the violation of some other provision of the code or local ordinance relating to the ownership operation or maintenance of a motor vehicle or any criminal statute so what's in the on the senate list well what we talked about they include the regulation of uh, motorcycle moped or motorized skateboarder scooter noise so they do keep that one uh, they get they do not include the learner's permit uh, violations they don't include that extra language and learner's permit violations they do not include registration violations so they do not give people that sort of free pass you can drive around an expired registration for four months And they also do not state that you cannot make the stop based upon an expired registration. They um, do not add stopping pedestrians for jaywalking or for stopping where a vehicle cannot see them. You could still write a citation for that. You could still stop a pedestrian for that, write a citation for that. They include in their list of things that they turn from a primary and a secondary offense, the illegal use of defective and unsafe equipment. So... That is still turned from a first uh, primary fence to a secondary fence. And taillights is turned from a primary fence into a secondary fence. But the brake light section, they don't add in there, which is interesting. So taillights, but not brake lights. Brake lights, they still want to be a primary offense, And the supplemental high mount stoplight, they continue to be a primary fence, not a secondary offense. Um, And the number of lights in the vehicle, again, and the use of warning lights, that is included as a primary offense and not a secondary offense. But they do turn a secondary offense, uh, they do turn exhaust system uh, violations into a secondary offense. They turn window tint violations into a secondary offense. Uh, They turn obstructed view into a secondary offense. So, again, suspension of objects or whatever, uh, something that blocks the driver's view, that is going to be reduced to a secondary offense. Um, they don't include seatbelts, uh, which the house did. So a seatbelt violation, but again, a seatbelt violation is always going to be a secondary offense. They don't include the seat, the extra language in the seatbelt code section. And, um, but it's still always been a secondary offense. And then the, um, and again, they are a little bit more limited in what they tell localities. They basically say to, um, they don't excuse me, they don't include any of the language that restricts localities and their uh, local ordinances. So that's what the House and Senate are looking to do and we'll come back to this if, if they make big changes to the language and so on. It's interesting to see how they're going to reconcile. They have to reconcile the different versions. But both of them, like I said, do make substantial changes to the marijuana laws. and their proposed changes are very similar. The House version states that no law enforcement officer may lawfully search or seize a person, place, or thing solely on the basis of the odor of marijuana. And no evidence discovered or obtained pursuant to a violation of this subsection shall be admissible in any trial, hearing, or other proceeding. So... uh, in addition to that, they do make an exception, and they state that, that, is, that this would not apply, that you could still do a search or seizure if you were dealing with a commercial motor vehicle. So if you, if you have a vehicle stopped and you walk up to it, let's say you stop a vehicle for speeding, and you walk up and you smell the odor of marijuana under the house version, you could not search or uh, further detain anybody inside the vehicle based solely on that odor of marijuana coming from that vehicle if the only evidence that you had to extend that detention or to conduct that search was the odor of marijuana and if you did conduct a search based only on the odor of marijuana then the evidence discovered would not be admissible in any kind of trial hearing or the proceeding. It wouldn't be admissible in a, in a criminal trial, it wouldn't be admissible in a motion to suppress, it wouldn't be admissible in a juvenile detention hearing, it wouldn't be admissible in a probation violation, it wouldn't be admissible in anywhere. Uh, and uh, that the only exception to that would be commercial motor vehicles. In the Senate version of the bill, in the Senate version, they state that no citation for a violation of this section shall be issued unless the officer issuing such citation has cause to stop or arrest the person for the violation of some other provision of this code. And it further provides that no law enforcement officer may lawfully search or seize any person, place, or thing solely on the basis of the odor of marijuana and no evidence discovered Or obtained as a result of such unlawful search or seizure shall be miscible in a trial, hearing, or other proceeding. They state that the these provisions, the exception that they put in here, these proceedings do not apply to airports. So the Senate doesn't believe that there should be an exception for commercial motor vehicles. The House does. The Senate believes the exception should be that law enforcement should still be able to conduct searches or seizures based on the odor of marijuana in airports. The House did not include that the house didn't want that in their version so the house and senate are going to have to figure out do they include exceptions for commercial motor vehicles and airports that would allow law enforcement to still conduct searches and seizures based on the odor of marijuana um so notice here right a couple of different things right we're talking about searches and seizures based upon the odor of marijuana right so uh You cannot search a person, but you also couldn't seize a person solely based on the odor of marijuana. You're walking down the street, you pass by somebody, they smell like marijuana. Right now, that's probable cause to believe they're in possession of marijuana. It's probable cause to believe they're in violation of the code section uh, prohibiting the possession of marijuana, which is a civil offense, but it still would be probable cause. This code section under the House version or the Senate version would say if that's the only reason you have to stop that person, to seize that person, then you may not seize that person. If you again stop a vehicle for speeding and you smell the odor of marijuana coming from that vehicle, this these proposals, both the House version and the Senate version, would prohibit you from if only if the only thing you have is the odor of marijuana, would prohibit you from conducting a search of that vehicle. So, what does it all really mean? I mean, what does that mean for your daily life, for your working as a law enforcement officer with respect to marijuana? Right. Well, again. You know, July 1, marijuana changed from a criminal offense to a civil offense, right? And so what that means is it's handled like a criminal offense in court. The procedures are the same. Defendants entitled to a jury. They're entitled to misdemeanor appeals, all that kind of stuff. The case has to be proven beyond a reasonable doubt. But the maximum penalty is a $25 fine. It's not a criminal offense, but it's still an offense. Uh, It just needs to be charged on a summons. And, of course, there has been this big question, which is, what if somebody refuses to provide me with identification, uh, with any kind of identity? They, they refuse to tell me who they are entirely. How in the world do I write a summons to somebody uh, who's refusing to identify themselves? Can I take them into custody? I mean, the, the code says normally if somebody refuses to identify themselves, I just take them into custody and bring them to the magistrate and let the magistrate and the jail figure out who the person is. But, of course, the marijuana code section is written very clearly to state that you shall write a summons. There's no opportunity to take somebody into custody for an arrest. Well, here, the Senate version states that no citation shall be issued unless you have cause to stop or arrest the person for violation of some other provision of the code. So, in a sense, the Senate is answering this problem by saying, if the person refuses to identify themselves, if you don't have any other reason to be, Uh, writing them any kind of summons for any kind of violation, then you should have let them go anyway. Even if they do identify themselves, you gotta let them go anyway. In fact, you shouldn't be taking, you shouldn't even be seizing them if all you have is the odor of marijuana. But if you have more than the odor of marijuana, if you actually show, you know, you can see that they have marijuana, you have odor, plus you can see the marijuana, they're smoking marijuana right there. Um, But you don't have any other reason to stop them then the Senate version says you can't give them a citation uh, unless you had cause to stop or arrest them for some for violation of some other provision of the code. So that's kind of their answer to what happens in that situation where the person refuses to identify themselves. Well, if you don't have any other reason to arrest them, then you let them go. If you do have another reason to arrest them, so let's say you're giving them a, you know, you see them smoking marijuana and you have the odor, so you have odor plus you can see their smoking marijuana. So now you have uh, probable cause to write him a summons for possession of marijuana the person says I'm not going to identify themselves myself well I also in addition to the possession of marijuana for example know that this person is uh, trespassing because it is a public park and the public park is closed after dark and signs up saying no one shall enter this park after uh, after 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 7 p.m and here I am it's two o'clock in the morning and they're here in, in this park smoking this marijuana. Well, if I have cause to arrest them for trespassing, then again, I still need their identification. I would normally release them on a summons for trespassing. But if they're saying, I'm not going to identify myself, well, I'm taking you into custody, right? Because under 19.2, uh, uh, 81, I take them into custody because they haven't identified themselves and so therefore I can't release them on a summons. I have to take them in and bring them to magistrate and let the magistrate in the jail figure out who they are or give them a recognizance that's you know, recorded that they can sign for uh, to come to court. So that's kind of how the Senate solves that problem in their version. In the House version, all they simply state is no law enforcement officer may lawfully search or seize a person based solely on the odor of marijuana. They don't add the other language in. They did originally lang- have that language in, and they took it out. They amended it. They took that language out. So it's no longer in their version. So we'll have to see what happens uh, with the Senate and the House version, whether or not the House decides to put it back in or the, the Senate doesn't or you know, whatever. We're going to have to figure that out. Um, originally, it was in the House version and got taken out. Um, so again... You know, the issue here is, well, if what if it's not just, what if I have some in, uh, indicia of distribution? Remember here that there's a presumption of personal use that's built into the law. I mean, this is kind of, this was kind of always the case anyway. You always had to have affirmative facts, probable cause to demonstrate that the person wasn't just possessing, but was in fact possessing with an distribute or distributing marijuana. The law includes this presumption now, this rebuttable presumption that a person who possesses no more than one ounce of marijuana possesses it for personal use. Uh, I would argue in general that, you know, you always kind of had a presumption that, that less than an ounce was personal use. You always had to have a lot of facts to demonstrate that the person intended to distribute it or was distributing it. So the question here is then, all right, so what happens when you walk up to that vehicle and you smell the odor of marijuana? What authority are you going to have, if any, to do anything, right? Remember that Illinois versus Rodriguez tells us that we are not, under the Constitution, we're not permitted to extend a stop beyond what is lawfully authorized, what's the mission of the stop uh, that we're acting upon. If I stop somebody for speeding at you know, 2 o'clock in the afternoon on a Tuesday down Main Street, and I've, uh, you know, I clocked them on radar, or I paced them at, you know, uh, let's say they were going 40 and a 25. How long is that stop going to take you, right? It's going to take, if I'm doing this stop, it's going to take me 10 minutes, right? Let's say. Um, actually, that's not true. You know, if I were actually doing a traffic stop, it would take me, God, I don't know, maybe an hour. I have no idea what I'm doing. But anyway, let's say you're, you know what you're doing, Use 10 minutes. You can't extend that stop, right? Unless you have, Uh, probable cause or reasonable suspicion of some other offense. And it has to be an offense that you've got some authorization to uh, to examine, right? So you walk up there and you smell the odor of marijuana Now, could you extend the stop? Well, right now, as the law exists today, September the 13th of 2020, the law is, yeah, you have probable cause based on that odor that the vehicle has marijuana in it. So now you can extend the stop to continue that investigation, to search that vehicle if need be, uh, to figure out where the marijuana is, to do some further investigation to figure out what, what you have in the car. But the change that the House and the Senate want to enact states that no officer may search or sees uh, a person, place, or thing solely on the basis of the odor of marijuana. So it takes that authority away from you. So now, if you're going to do, if you're going to act upon uh, that odor, it's going to have to be the odor plus something else, some other indication that there's marijuana in the car. Now, what that, when that might be, you might see marijuana in the car, right? You might see stems or seeds, or you might see uh, a person with a joint in their hand, or Uh, You know, you might ask them at some point, let's say while they're rifling around, because you don't want to extend the stop, right? So if you take their license and registration and then stand there and delay the stop by asking them, is there marijuana in the car? Right now you have a Rodriguez problem because now the stop has become extended by virtue of this conversation for which you're not authorized. But if the people in the car are rifling around, they're wasting your time while looking for their driver's license or registration in the vehicle, they're hunting around to it just trying to see if they can find it. During that time, during that break, while you're just standing there waiting for them to find what they're looking for, if you can ask them, is there marijuana in the car? And if the answer is, yeah, uh, that's, you know, pretty good information. Or if the answer is, uh, you know, let's not talk about that, you know, then you have something else that you can kind of put together in your, in your analysis. All that you need to extend that stop on Rodriguez is reasonable suspicion of some other offense for which you have the authority to examine. So if you've got a concern that there's marijuana in the car based on the odor and you're looking for something else, right, you're trying to get to a level of reasonable suspicion. And that's not particularly hard to do when you have the already the odor, which is probable cause. But you got to have some other fact, right? That's basically what this code section is saying. There's got to be something else other than the odor seeing Sims and seeds. The person makes a statement. Um, maybe they're making furtive movements, right? They're hiding something underneath the car seat, or they're hiding something inside the glove box, or they're hiding something from your view, right? Again, if you can articulate that and describe that in a way uh, that articulates that you've got something else other than the odor, then that could give you the reasonable suspicion you need to continue to, uh, to, to extend that stop and continue that investigation. And ultimately, again, The odor of marijuana becomes probable cause to search a vehicle under established case law set by the Court of Appeals, Virginia Supreme Court. It's just not enough anymore because the General Assembly says it's not enough. So if I want to get to probable cause to search that vehicle, or indeed probable cause to search that person, I'm going to need to have some other fact besides the odor. It doesn't have to be much, because again, in the eyes of the Court of Appeals, pro- the, the odor is probable cause. So I need probable cause plus, again, that maybe those furtive movements inside the vehicle, the person making a, you know, admission that there's marijuana in the car, uh, you see the marijuana, you see the marijuana, so on so forth. Then it also gives you, uh, I, I think we could. I think it's likely that will give you probable cause to search that vehicle, but there has to be something else other than the odor, both in the House version and the Senate version. So, um, that's kind of a preview of what it, it's going to probably look like when these bills pass, uh, when these bills pass out of both the House and the Senate. And again, they're very similar bills. So, I hope that was helpful to kind of understand what those are. Again, we're going to talk about the immunity bill probably next week and some of the other bills. And then, obviously, there's a lot coming out of the General Assembly. So, we'll talk about a lot of those bills too in future episodes. But uh, for today, that's all from me. Uh, that's all from Big E. I hope that was safe and useful. If you like the podcast, tell your friends. If you don't like the podcast, don't tell your friends. Uh, other than that, everyone stay safe and don't get captured.